0: they say we sick with it you better wear a mask they say we're moving towards the top but we work like we're trash i mean these conversations happening you shouldn't have asked we're the winners of the future not a slave to the past you said we never ever make it and i'm saying you lie tune in every monday press play share and subscribe your invoice has been processed bring me my money don't hide yeah, don't play with me i'm king of man i'm topside what's up everybody welcome back to million dollar conversations podcast i am one third of your hosts well one third and a half one one half one fourth i don't know how the fraction goes out but pj's here good morning everybody um where i am sharp like cheddar but sour like amaretta this is your host
1: master p welcome back y'all welcome back y'all it's your boy You know, a.k.a. Sweetness, a.k.a. uh, Big O, a.k.a. Big T-O, a.k.a. Big T-O-A, a.k.a.
0: Sorry, what? Nobody calls you that. Nobody.
1: My staffing agency upstairs (laughs) wants to thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, But it's awesome to be back to another episode of Million Dollar Conversations, where the conversations are truly going to be worth a million dollars. Y'all
0: need to pay your taxes. You You need to pay it's time it's time to it's time to pass but welcome back everybody we are back in the building um it's so exciting to record these podcasts you know even after we had our son we were like oh my gosh what are we gonna do if he cries what are we gonna do if he does this or that i want you to know right now he is live at five right now he is up he may have something to say but everything's gonna be all right because we're gonna keep on keeping on so how was your week Tweety?
1: Uh, my week was actually really. Uh, it, it was it was really tough at the beginning because there's a lot going on as far as our businesses and um, getting our our life together because every day is so new with this little one. But uh, I got to play basketball. I got to go out there and play basketball. Let uh,
0: them know what that means to you, please.
1: Um, for me, basketball. I hadn't played basketball out in like almost a year, like since. Oh. Over years since, like since like Patrice was pregnant, or even before then, um, and what I was able to do is like you know realize just how much of a uh, mental handicap it was for me not to go out there and play, like because I thought it was just a physical thing. Like, I'm just not playing; it's it's not physical, um, but just going out there and, and taking care of my self care because that's what it is, and releasing the, uh, the, the the nudge of, like, man, like this is something you love to do. And how many of us have not done what we love to do because we say that we're living life or doing life and we never carve out the time to? So I was really thankful that my wife was able to, like, push me to, like, now nah, you need to go out there. This is something you love to do. And when I got out there, I actually fell back in love with basketball, not just watching it but playing it.
0: Yo, I mean, just, you know, this is a podcast where we keep things 100% transparent and there's no need to, um, to, to not, but I I'll tell y'all like, you know, since we've had Preston Tweety has not taken any me time moments. I have, (laughs) you know, and that, that has played into my mom guilt of like, man, you know, Tweety, I, there's been times I'm like, man, babe, I really got to go drive to target and just stay walk around for 30 minutes and I'll be right back and he's supported me every bit of the way um he's he's made sure that every bit of the way that I was able to do that or I'm like hey I want to go to the gym or hey I want to get my nails done I need to go get my hair did you know he's gotten haircuts and things like that but he hasn't taken a lot of time Aside from me and Preston, to just go do things by himself. So it was extremely important to see him do that. We do not talk about men's mental health enough, but we're going to talk about it today. um, Because for a little shum, 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 we want to go ahead and educate you guys that men's mental health is so important. Um, I feel like, you know, we have all, and I'm not going to group everybody, you know, but a lot of people have experienced, you know, having a man in their life, be it, you know, your father, your uncle, your big brother. Brother, your your great grandfather, you somebody who had who you've seen have moments. You know, you may never have seen them cry. You may have never seen them have an emotional moment. They may not have even said "I love you," but maybe you've seen them have these halting moments of frustration, or they don't know what to do with their emotion, or they don't know anything like that. Let's start normalizing the conversation of men needing to take care of themselves mentally um, because they take care of everything else. At least mine do. I don't know what yours do, but but at least mine do. Um, Um, So I absolutely want to take this time And just shout out my husband um, For just taking time for himself I I really I I was so proud Y'all have no idea I really thought that he was going to like Get in the car and like not move the car Or whatever So Tweety why was it that it took you so long To actually like take that time for yourself
1: Uh, Thank you PJ for uh, Joining us Um I think for me, uh, why it took so long is uh, simply neglect. <laughs> I think that's the best, I think that's the best word for it. You know, sometimes you end up as a man trying to put on the Superman cape all the time and not realizing that you're not actually helping anybody, you're hurting yourself. Um, and for me, um, self-care was one of those things I could put in the back burner. Like, you know, what does my son need? What does my wife need? Like. To what you know, burning burning candles on both ends, um, and saying that that's what men do. So, like you know, I've seen my dad do it. I've seen my grandfather do it. I've seen the, the men around my life do it. So, like this is what we do as men, but not really being able to accept. Like you know, I'm having some some moments here where I'm I'm being uh, filled with anxiety. I'm being filled with uh, some depression depressive moments. Uh, Because, you know, it's not because I don't believe in God, but because I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. Life is is bringing new challenges and we're having to deal with it. Um, even that, like sometimes grouping we and it's like, no, I'm like, you know, like understanding that there's some things I'm dealing with that you may not be dealing with. Right. And there's some things you're dealing with that I'm not dealing with. And so I think for me, it took so long because my mindset was shaped around just trying to overdo. And sometimes when you overdo as a man, you end up under-delivering on your end. Yes, everything's get everything gets taken care of, but to what end? You know, yes, everybody's good, but are you good? Um, so just learning to be um confident in the things that I am doing but also leaning on my wife and saying you know I, I do need this moment
0: yeah yeah and I support him in that moment 100 um I, I feel like we need to normalize you you know releasing a lot of the tension and the things that you carry because sometimes you know women we, we, we gonna tell it at least I do like you know um uh, my husband is my safe space um He's somebody that hears a lot of the things um, that I'm thinking about um, just on a normal basis. And so when I come and I talk to him when I was dealing with postpartum anxiety, when I was having baby blues, when I woke up one day. And I believe Preston had a doctor's appointment. He may have been, like, four or five days old, and I just sat on the couch crying. Um, um, we were on the way to the hospital. I was just in tears I, the entire time. Couldn't tell you why? Couldn't tell you why? Um, but my husband, he was sitting there, and I... I felt a little bit of like oh my gosh what if he feels a lot because I mean like men go through an extreme transition too and no it wasn't their bodies and their hormones that are you know all out of whack but at the same time it's like wait a minute like you're experiencing this exhaustion with me you up in you up in the in the paint with me you know how are you feeling and I always felt like my emotions overtook um the opportunity for him to share his like I've always felt like you you, I, like, if I said something, and maybe you were about to say something, it's like, oh, well, never mind. Um, and so, how are you dealing with that now?
1: I'm learning that it's unhealthy to lie about how you feel. Because you end up not knowing how you truly feel. Yeah. Because you've already told somebody else you, that you're okay. And then, internally, like, yeah, am I okay? Am I good? And... Some of the triggers on that is that you'll look around and see how everybody else looks and seems okay. Mm -hmm. And so you tell yourself, well, like, this person going through it and they're okay. Well, I'm okay, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of, like, internalizing, like, I'm actually not okay. I have some things that I'm battling, whether it's in my mind, whether it's in my spirit, and I'm not casting down certain things for myself. I'm not praying enough over myself and if anything I know that this burden that I'm carrying I can't carry it mm-hmm. I can't keep carrying it because I mean as husbands we are the umbrella for our families but what if your umbrella has holes in it Man. and you don't realize it anytime you pull it out, pull it out to cover your family the the rain is hitting everybody and, and everybody is drowning because you're not patching those holes. And at times, that's how I felt. It's like, yeah, I'm doing a good job, but like the umbrella is broken. The umbrella is leaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're honest with ourselves, we'll start doing a lot more um, mental wellness checks, mental um, breaks mm-hmm. in between work, in between business, in between life, and having those conversations, not just with your wife, but also with other men, also with um, you know, your overseer, um, being able to pray, being able to pull some scriptures on yourself because the attack is really heavy on, on husbands, mm-hmm. um, on men, on, on boys, on, um, on, on little girls, on women, mm-hmm. on wives, yeah. on sisters, on whether you're single or not. The attack is heavy in this season. So I'm starting to realize that, Hey, you got to get a formula going on how to combat the enemy.
0: Yes. Yes. So on a lighter note, guys, you know, um, I'm really glad we led with that. Um, because I always like to, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how we're perceived from the public or anything, but, you know, I would like to think that we're some of those people that like, you know, you ever ask us, we'll tell you, type of thing you know like ain't no point in hiding nothing like you know do we struggle in, in the area? That you know, have we transitioned? Um, we're having our son, you know, have we have we been broke before? Have we been you know, all of these things. Like there's no there's no secret. We're not trying to stunt, we're not trying to flex. It ain't no, you know, we trying to look good for the gram or nothing. No, it's it's like no, we, we're people and we're every I think the great thing about it is that, you know, we're always striving to grow um, in multiple areas so that, you know, we can overcome these things but never forget where we came from but in the oh how all right so let's go to a little shum 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 i know that was a little shum 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 but i want to go into a little shum 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 nails um just on a lighter fluffier you know hot dog and pretzel from the mall type of time all right so tweety mm. tell me this all right if you were a restaurant what would you be
1: oh i'd be uh a gat toting pistol <laughs> no i'd be a um i'd be a um hmm i'm thinking here cuz i like to think of myself as a complicated individual would
0: you be a buffet a chinese buffet you'd be a chinese buffet dollars 599 chinese buffet you would be one of those buffets that randomly has crab legs but it only had like seven crab legs because, you know, the people that came early already had it. But then their dessert bar consists of like jello and like gummy worms.
1: That's you. Thank you for describing yourself. <laughs> you have actually succeeded to describe yourself. I'm an Italian restaurant that's, you know, five star somewhere in Vegas or on the Vegas Strip that when you come in, at the entry door, it looked like you might be able to afford the food, but you know when it shows the money signs mm-hmm. on, oh, on, on the, the menu the <laughs> it got three of them <laughs> you you're gonna leave out you know with with the empty pocket so it's that's it's true. it's yeah that's me Italian? I'm Italian
0: all right, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that I am like a soul food restaurant that's tucked in the hood behind like somebody granny' them house all right, and that um <laughs> And that, you know, when you walk in there It smells like, you know Some food been cooked, it may have been cooked today It may have been cooked yesterday, it may have been cooked last week You know, it's fine But they but they still, all, on Mondays they have barbecue On Tuesdays they have Cajun food On Wednesdays they have having ham hocks Neck bones, pigs, feet All of the things, alright On Fridays, you know, they got their grandson Working in there, and he's newly vegetarian So, you know, when black people come up on vegetarianism Alright, then, you know Pretty much you're going to have a, a all. Side day so you're gonna have you know mac and cheese you know candy yams uh broccoli you know spinach you know green beans black people love green beans but they're gonna put a little bit of bacon juice on it even though you're a vegetarian you know every day is going to be a different assignment for food that would be me and or a taco truck that is also tucked in the hood mm. that sells that only takes cash we only understand cash only cash only um that would be me as well yeah that would be me all right so anyway y'all I just can't tell y'all enough How much we love doing The Million Dollar Conversations podcast And I should have go should have went ahead And led with this But right now Stop what you're doing Stop what you're doing I want you to think of Three people you need to Send this podcast to All right And then I need you to Tell them to leave a review Because I already know I already know You've left a review I already know you have But in case you haven't Go to Apple Podcasts And make sure Under our show That you click Write a review And we want to hear from you All right If you think like It's amazing and there's good content then say that if you think like it's really good and you would like for us to cover some other content then say that but please make sure you go in there you give us our five star rating four star rating I don't I forget what the max amount of stars are and then you go ahead and just do that so y'all let's go ahead and go into the faith conversation y'all let's go into the faith conversation all right y'all. so there's some things um that Twitty and i tend to talk about a lot amongst ourselves and we literally draw from those personal conversations and we like to have them on the podcast but last night we were watching the stellar awards okay and if you don't know what the stellar awards are it's like the um christian grammys. christian grammys of sorts so um there's you know every um every black because i didn't see a home there were some latina brothers and sisters but you know it's um majority minority (laughs) all right um so it's not a lot of contemporary artists who are there um who actually go in you know they receive awards they do performances it's all that good stuff it's just a typical award show um and so there's like different artists there um like the LeCrays, who's like the OG of Christian rap and then you have like you know different people Maverick City Music you have um Tasha Cobbs you have Kira Sheard you have all these people um who have made amazing music over the past few years but every once in a while these people Will get criticized or like stoned for making a song that they, that the world, or really it's not the world that's saying this, but Christians feel like it's compromising or, you know, that one time that Nicki Minaj hopped on Tasha Cobb's song or, you know, whatever. Like it becomes like an entire blow up in the Christian community. Um, Not necessarily over here at this address, but like somebody over there is really mad. And so I wanna go ahead and touch on why. We should not um, stone our Christian artists or the people who are actually representing, you know, Christ out there, you know, in the entirety in front of the entire world because there's a need for them. What should we do as a community when people are tearing these people apart or when these people may make a move or know a Tupac song or may, you know, put something in their song that sounds like very worldly or trendy, like how we should support them and how we should react to it?
1: I think that there should be a boundary on one. We have to understand the content that's in the song, um, meaning that one, like you know, knowing that the artist is constantly growing. Sometimes we like to pigeonhole an artist and say, "Well, I need you to sing that first song twenty times. Yep. I need Look, you, yeah. I need you to do that. That that's your lane, you know. Like for example, Mary J. Blige. When you're hurt, you make the best songs. So we need you to be hurt." So you can make your best songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson. It was like, now nah, we need to dance. What if Michael Jackson made a very sad song, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm pretty sure he has. And you know, well, he might be the the, the unicorn in the situation. Um, but I believe when it comes to gospel artists, um, I found myself in critical roles before or critical thinking yeah. of like, why did you do that, and why does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and I think it's unhealthy for us to think that people don't meet up with people when they're in the same industry. Mm-hmm. It's called the music industry. Mm-hmm. So whether you're, in the gospel, whether you're in the gospel genre or the country genre or the Christian contemporary genre, you're going to meet up, you know each other, or you know of each other. So if you're making a song that is praising God and you have somebody who doesn't necessarily do that in their normal music, I think it's actually more of a victory of you pulling them in yeah. to come and do a song with you right. rather than it be a let's stomp on you because you brought somebody who we're not used to. Mm. You know, last time I checked, Jesus was sitting with those who were unclean, those who were sinners, and he was bringing them into who he was and what he was going to do on the earth. Mm. And he was allowing them and giving them an opportunity to know of him. Um but it's kind of hard, though, because there are moments where you do see artists really walk a very fine line between world's music and you know God's music. So it can't be scotch-free of, like, well, do whatever you want because you've created an audience who expects certain type of music.
0: Who depends, who depends on your music. Right.
1: And you could definitely lead them astray when you... Or just like you know I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna fly off the wind this time, and then you look at your sales and it might show <laughs> that you shouldn't have did that. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it's we we can't be critical of what we call Christian music because sometimes Christian music ain't Christian music. It's good fi- feel good music, you know, like so motivational, motivational music, inspiring. inspiring music, it, 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 because. I think we've grown grown so comfortable. If if they're not cussing on it, then, you know, it's a Christian song. But there's a lot of uh, musicians out there who are Christians and don't necessarily have Christian music. And there's a lot of Christian artists who say they're Christian artists, but they live a a contrary life. Um, So being able to see the person before you see the artist. Um, Know the person. Know the artist. Get, you know, like get to know... What, why they do what they do. So I like to do my research on my artists. Like, you know, what made you, you know, become who you are? So if I know your heart, I know that there's moments where you may fall, but I know you're going to rise back up.
0: So, um, when I had first like started my adult, um, my adult Christ following journey, um, because I was introduced to God, like as a teenager, pre-teenager, um, and just, you know, kind of did what I knew and, you know, read the word and everything like that. But as an adult, you know, I wanted, that's when I actually got a chance to like be around other believers and, you know, be in small group situations and everything like that. And so I remember in the very beginning, kind of going through this boot camp of sorts of, um, really being told about like what music to listen to and whatnot and that and it, it messed me up in a lot of different ways and a lot of good ways actually um and a lot of like you know need to go pray about ways as well and so one thing that was kind of taught during this time was like don't listen to worldly music don't listen to worldly music music is the gateway to your soul the the enemy was you know over music and heaven and like this is one of the greatest ways and the most influential ways that he can get to you and so um i remember like going through a period where i like deleted all of my music that was not a christian artist and without any other basis of uh, deleting other than like hey you like either either you on BET uh what's the what's the BET inspirational I think it's called like I think that's what it was called like Bobby Jones gospel hour or whatever like pretty much if you were on there or if you weren't if you weren't then that meant you were being deleted off of my iPod at that time um and so this lasted for maybe like a month or two Uh, and then I was kind of going around telling people I'm like hey I can't listen to that on the radio like it you know R&B music stuff like that I can't listen to that because that's the devil's music this is this is you know very legalistic Patrice right here Um, and so I, I led with that but I realized that I was missing the opportunity to connect with people and to actually share with them the why and I could not for the life of me actually articulate what the why was you know because the thing about it was if it was for me if it was like because of what I was personally struggling with at that time that would be the reason why I stopped listening to music that would have made perfect sense but the reality of it was that it was because someone had told me that I should not do that I should not have Beyonce's album in my phone I should not do all of this and so um, I say all this to say, I believe that that's the conversation needing to be had um, within the Christian community. Because what happens is, like, Tweety and I, people tend to know our lifestyle. They know that, you know, we, we go to church. They know that Tweety's a youth pastor. They know, you know, the roles we serve and and, and that we just serve, period. Um, but then, like, we know a song off the radio. It's like, ooh. And I'm like, who you gonna tell? <laughs> but uh, I wanna I want to touch on that because I don't ever want people to feel like people are less are, um, are less dedicated or less or uh, walking further away from Christ because of a song you may know or a song you may like or a movie you may like um, because I really feel like we don't talk about the why we just focus on the what
1: I think that that really starts off with um, the the concept that I'm closer to Christ when I am hidden all I'm I'm hitting all signals. I'm hitting all all areas of my life where somebody could look at it. Checklist. Yes, a checklist. Yeah. And somebody's like, "Well, you know, what what's what's in your playlist? Which it does make sense. It does. It It makes absolute sense. But what you don't want to find yourself is being a Pharisee. Yes. You don't want to find yourself in a place where you're counting on the list to get you to heaven. (laughs) and uh, they not doing this, God, I'm going to pray for them. They're not doing that, God, I'm going to do this. Because we have to understand, like, certain people have been given their own, what is called Holy Spirit-given revelation. Mm -hmm. You were told not to wear makeup. Mm -hmm. Does not mean that every other woman... Should not wear makeup. Right. God gave you that specific instruction yeah. for you. You could
0: have been dealing with vanity. You could. God could have told you, hey, stop wearing wigs. Because every time you put on a wig, you walk around here like you're the greatest thing on earth. And you completely negate the fact that I'm your God. And you're dealing with vanity. That could have been why God may have stripped you away from something. And it could have been a cold turkey strip away. Like, hey, you can't mess with this at all. But that's God's revelation to you.
1: And God does have some non-negotiables. Yeah. I mean, um, you you don't want to worship another God. And sometimes in music, you do yeah. end up worshiping another God unknowingly and knowingly due to how the artist presents the music. Um, so you have to use wisdom in your selection of music because there's some outright, you know, I hate God type of music out there. And I don't believe in God artists. Yeah. And um You know, you got to be able to discern what's what's going to lead you closer to Christ and what's not. I think that's a good place to find yourself in music. Is this song going to lead you closer to Christ or not? And some songs are just feel good songs. Some songs are about your, you know, you remember your childhood. You remember, you know, man, like that was middle school. That was high school. And it it ain't about nothing. It's just about a memory. I get that. Um, I know I was very legalistic um when we were dating and i was just so heavy on man turn the radio off put you know put some worship music you know like patrice i just hate when you put this song on i hate when you do that because we're further away from god but over here just doing all kind of premarital things (laughs) all kind of things together but this is the hill i choose to die on but how many times are we choosing to to fight people and, and, and point and laugh at them based off of an area of sin that they're operating in? But, but we over here looking at, you know, doing and and, 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 and and overstepping the things that God has told us to get rid of. Right. It's so easy to, you know, uh, uh, look at that little, you know, splinter in your brother's eye and you got a whole log. A tree. A tree. Yeah. The roots is growing deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to address that. And so before you go to addressing somebody's area, ask yourself, like, has God even called me to tell that person about that? Sometimes we're just quick to rush. You ain't supposed to do that. I'm like, look, out of love, I will. I like to correct people from a place of, you know what, what is the best option?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is God presenting to you? Mm-hmm.
0: What did God say?
1: Yeah, what did God say? Pointing them back to what God told them. So I'm not holding myself accountable to what they're saying. They're holding themselves accountable to what God told them. Mm. And that's, you know, a a, a nugget that we've learned at at our church. Um, But I believe that the best thing to do when it comes to music is ask God what you should be listening to. Ask the Holy Spirit. Like, the Holy Spirit tell you to turn a song off real quick. Like, you heard that, right? All right, turn off. Um, but I, I really think that, um, it's important for us not to be Pharisees. It's important for us not to push people away from, um, even learning of God enough to understand what not to do.
0: Absolutely. So let's go ahead and go into business. Tweety, what are we talking about today?
1: Um, in business, I want to talk about being efficient
0: <laughs> versus, productive.
1: versus productive, okay? Efficiency versus productivity or predict productivity over efficiency. So you have to understand the meaning of both of those. When I was, uh, first introduced to like, you know, business through just trial and error. The first thing I I thought was like, the more busy I was, the more work I did, the more, in my bag i was the more i'm gonna mess him up with in this the lab with
0: it in the lab with it all night long
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i was just so focused on trying to prove people wrong or prove them right so i would break my brain either trying to make an easy process complicated or a complicated process easy. Mm. So I was not being effective. I was just doing. Mm. I was thinking I'm I'm being productive. What if you're being productive doing the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing? Mm. You are supposed to be, let's say, for example, you are supposed to be making uh, designer sneakers. Mm. But instead of doing designer sneakers, you find yourself... Just doodling on Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And you're doodling sneakers, but here you are, you have the material, you have the design that you started off with, which is one, but you're trying to make 15 designs in one night. Mm-hmm. Are you being effective or are you being productive? Mm-hmm. The choice is yours. You figure it out. Because last time I checked, if you make one, you could make another one. Mm-hmm. Over time, you make another one. Over time, but I think sometimes we like to chew so much and eat so much so fast that we're not able to digest it. So, like for me, when it comes to productivity, what I consider what I consider productive is what did I write down? I'm gonna do. Yeah. If it ain't written down, I'm not. I might not be productive. I might be going off the whim because uh-huh. my creativity is flowing. Mm-hmm. But creativity does not equate to dollars either. Mm. creativity does not equate to success it does not equate to uh the victory whatever you want to call it productivity is just or creativity is just a means of doing what you're supposed to do but in a way where you're jumping from like season to season like god shows you uh visions and dreams of what you're supposed to do but sometimes your timing is off Mm sometimes you're the the, the five-year plan that he's giving you trying to accomplish it in one year
0: right, 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 and
1: you're supposed to spread that thing out
0: yeah
1: so that you can fit if you finish the first year gotta increase you to the third year by year two mm. but you're so busy trying to get all of it done in one night in one season in one time that it, it's pushing you backwards and it's also defeating to have so many, you know, I, I, there's so many times where I, I've been downloaded with several visions, yes, yes. several ideas, yeah, but no timetable, right? No business plan, right. no actionables. Right. So you release them prematurely to the world and say, "Coming soon," yeah. Is it? <laughs> it's coming soon forever. Yeah, and, and it's like it just takes time and takes time and you get frustrated because you have a new idea mm-hmm. and you run off with it. You have a new, um, new business plan and you run off with it and you're not being productive mm-hmm. and being efficient. You're not being either one of those things. Mm-hmm. So I think that what efficiency is knowing that you have a structure, knowing that you have a plan, a system on how you're going to execute what you have put down in paper. Mm. If it's not in paper, if it's not in ink, if it's not typed up, if it's not in your phone, and you're just jumping up and you're going off of the whim and you're saying, well, today's a new day, I'm flowing with the wind, you might not get to your destination. You'll get to a destination, but you're not going to get to the destination that you're supposed to be at. Because at that point, you're going to see something that somebody else is doing and you're going to try to copy it. So I believe that when you're trying to be efficient, the best thing to do is have the structure. A structure, as simple as it sounds, is a systematic way of planning how you're going to get to that million dollars, mm-hmm. how you're going to get to that financial freedom, mm-hmm. how you're going to get to that um, that 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 um, that that open business, you know. How are you going to do those things? Have you have you written out those steps? So I believe that um, if we're going to get there, we have to be honest. Sometimes that that's where the straightening comes. We some people are like man that that's too much. You're being too straightforward. You have to straighten yourself by saying, "I'm over here playing. I'm playing around with business. Mm-hmm. I'm playing around with <laughs> the actionables, the, the the tasks that I've been given." And I want the results now.
0: So let's talk about an efficiency model. All right, let's talk about what that looks like because I feel like sometimes we describe things and we give real life examples, but then it may not still be clear. So an efficiency model looks like this. If I start off a let's say a wig making business or something like that and I make this one wig all right this is the wig that everybody likes everybody loves and everything like that all right but let's say that in my business model in my business plan there's 10 wigs that I want to sell and eventually I want to be able to have a storefront where people can come in and buy these wigs I I, you know I um customize you know these wigs based on their desires I fit these wigs to them and all right but I feel like because I only made this one wig that that I, I can't get there because I'm just making this one wig. Everybody likes this one wig, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I'm slowed down. I feel like I'm not meeting the targets for my plan. If people are buying that one wig, if people are buying that one shirt, if people are buying that one roast of coffee, but you're in, you're still in the lab working on these other things. Perfect how you sell that one thing to those people, because I think sometimes people are so in love with the idea of variety because it makes me look like I'm doing more, it makes me look like I'm selling more, it makes me look like I, you know, I'm appealing to all these other people. You may have if if a hundred customers are buying that one thing from you, but you get one or two people who are not going buy by the way sit up here and say i wish you had this or i wish you had that don't get confused we do not serve two people when 100 people are buying we serve our buyers we don't serve suggestors <laughs> so in order to remain efficient let's sell that one thing let's sell it great let's find out a better way to sell it let's find out better packaging for it let's sell out a faster way to get it to our customers let's find out a way to for those customers to tell their friends and their family let's find out how we're going to do that because that way we're not over here wrecking our brain with 10 different items because one of those items might be a flop or one of those items may be a least favorite or one of those items might not even sell, but we're selling that one thing. I'm not telling you to get out here and be half cocked. I'm saying do not be afraid to pivot when something is working. Like it may be the the very least thing that you may think is going to work. There are artists out here who get out here and make songs and those songs become singles. And that you hear these artists be like, man, I didn't even like that song, but I mean, praise be to God. It went, it went plant them, you know?
1: Right. Um, ultimately, ultimately, productivity and efficiency are like cousins. Um, so you have to be able to understand that all of that is going to lead you to profitability. If your productivity and your efficiency is not leading you to profitability, what are you doing? How are you meeting the uh, the target market that you're looking for if you are not able to get some profitability off of it? You are in the lab. It was creative it made sense but then you put it out and nobody knows where to go mm-hmm. nobody knows what to buy mm-hmm. nobody knows uh, are you a brand what what are you and i believe that that becomes our hindering place and when i talked about followers don't equate to dollars what i mean is you're more in- interested in people liking your post and then and, and then Making
0: engaging Right. That's what I care about. Link in bio yeah. is
1: a very good place to start mm-hmm. because at that point you're pointing them to where they should go. So you have the audience, but they don't know what to do. You know, you can, you can do an affiliate marketing, like, you know, point them back to a link that they can buy from somebody else. Not even you, but you still get paid because guess what? You have a link that's going to get you some money. You know, like, when we look at the opportunities are so... Oh, so
0: you're talking about streams of income now.
1: Right. So when it comes to, like, you know, all these things that you up in the lab with, if it doesn't lead you to the the river, the river that floweth, (laughs) which is...
0: And that flows without
1: you. Yeah, and it flows without you. That you woke up and you look at your account, you're like, oh, yeah, it's there. I got money. You have... If you're not... If you're not, if you haven't set up the proper channels, you know, you don't have um, those things in place, it's going to be really hard for you to get up and do it again. You usually get up and do it again when it works, right? But now that it's not working, you're going, it's going to be another season. It might take another month for you to get back, back up and try again. But if you have a sure proven plan once, you'll do it again twice. And that's where we have to learn to structure so let's move into our relationship talk
0: all right so y'all i know that this is one of your favorite parts of the podcast because we get a chance to talk about some stuff 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 not shum, shum, shum but stuff 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 all right so one thing is one listener wrote in to us okay and said that her and her husband have been married for 12 years all right all of a sudden everything feels boring, all of a sudden she feels like he ain't really feeling her like that, she feels like, you know, they have three kids together now, and he is kind of like there, not there, going to work, doing his thing, going fishing with the buddies, you know, going just having a social life Onto himself which there's nothing wrong with we talked about a little earlier but he's kind of just not paying her a whole lot of attention and she says the only time they actually get to see each other spend time together kick it together is on sundays when they go to church what should she do
1: i believe what they have is a communication problem um and also a a marital um conflict that needs to be resolved I believe when I, when you're seeing that, it's almost like he's separating himself to be happy. He's separating himself not to deal with issues or to learn how to deal with those issues by himself. And the, the and, and for her, it's almost like I see it all happening, but what do I do? Well, sis, you, have you put him to the side? Have you had that conversation, that real talk of like, hey, I'm feeling unwanted because that's kind of the direction that it's leading to? I'm feeling like we're not having the same um, connection connection that we had once, 12 years ago. And one thing I've learned about marriage is like there's just seasons. There are seasons where you're just going to learn how to, uh, you're going to have to learn how to like pivot. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's in the area of dating, because you always want to date your spouse. Mm -hmm. You always want to put them first. Aside from the things that you're doing, so the fact that he's doing that and it's upsetting it's upsetting you or distracting you or whatever it is, you need to go to him immediately. Yeah, and Don't say, it
0: do not sit up there and let it linger because the thing is, it's going to come out in frustration. It's going to come out in you seeing his sock on the ground and you being like, and you ain't never here no way, and you always sit up here going with the boys. And guess what? This little ugly sock is the only time I ever see you in it at church. You know, it's going to be like. <laughs> PJ, you like that? (laughs) It's going to be, it's going to come out in frustration, sis. It's going to come out in like attack mode because you're pent up at that point. If you get into the point where you writing to us, you mad. (laughs) You've been mad for a minute before you even got to us. And so what I would tell you is like, sis, go ahead and, and, and be very clear in what you feel. I think that sometimes we, and this is a communication issue overall with whomever you speak to, is that there's a, um, desire to want to frame what your sentences a certain way so it doesn't come off a certain way. But I also want to remind you in this moment that you are not responsible for how somebody hears something. Sometimes you could try your best to put sugar and butter on something and they hear a completely different way and it's a completely unproductive conversation. But talk to him, sis. He's your husband. We, we don't know him he talk to him let him know how you feel you got three kids I'm pretty sure that that a lot of that load is going on you I'm pretty sure a lot of how you feel is going on you you know I'm pretty sure like nobody no woman wants to feel unwanted from her husband like no woman because then out of that come a, come a lot of issues if it's uncommunicated you know you may want to try to get attention from somebody else or you might feel like he's getting attention from somebody else and that's why he's not looking at you um so before you go and you know um before you go take that trip to go, you know, get things to spice up your marriage and everything, I feel like nothing spices up your marriage more than communication. I feel like just truly like talking about the desires of your heart and things that you want to see out of your marriage, because sometimes we get to this accomplishment um, addiction, you know, like where it's like, okay, you know, we got the kids, we got the dog, we got the white picket fence, you know, you go to work, I go to work, we both got jobs, look at us, you know, pouring into our 401k and look at us with our Roth IRAs, look at our kids. It's flourishing in private school you know you have all of these things going for yourself and you're like okay but what about us we spent 12 years of our life building this and now we're kind of at a stable place and we don't have anything to pursue anymore ah we got to pursue each other we have to be with each other marriage is not a a race to the finish line of how much you can accomplish or or how many how many um things you can get behind your name it's not that it's about like no if if i'm over here succeeding and my husband is struggling or or something or vice versa you know what i'm saying like something is wrong because this was never an independent mission when i said i do so I definitely want to encourage you sis go to your husband have that straightforward conversation make some intentional date nights I want to go ahead and share like Tweety and I did not start take it like okay so I feel like the first year we started dating we made a lot of intentional dates and when we got married it became a whole lot of you hungry <laughs> it became a whole lot of like you know it's four in the morning you want to go to Waffle House y'all I really don't want y'all judging us for Waffle House like that but it, it is true it is who we are um but it became a lot of that you know and like it became on some kick it stuff it wasn't nothing wrong I felt like we were communicating but I felt like we were really comfortable I feel like we were really on some like you know it's cool we ain't got to do all that when we had Preston and Gweeney and somebody was over here watching him for a few hours. You better believe some stuff came out this closet that ain't came out in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like because it was like, oh my gosh, we get a chance to date that we was flirting and everything. We was sitting over there like we was 14 years old sneaking out the house because it was intentional at that point. Because we realized, hey, this does not come often. You know, and, and mind you, there's nothing that we can't do with our son. You know, like we could pull up on a date with our son, but because we had that time to ourselves. It was like oh man you know we could do this uh,
1: from a man perspective i would say that um if i don't know what his name would be uh whatever your husband name is um it's important that you have a look in the mirror because sometimes we hide our we hide our issues in the dark and a lot of men i mean Include myself. Don't want to say that. Hey, man, I'm dealing with some things that I have to take to God. Mm -hmm. And she's she's trying to uncover something about your marriage that you already know the answer to. Mm -hmm. You already know why you're struggling. You already know why you're constantly hiding away. Why you're constantly running. You know, doing things to to avoid the conflict. Yeah. So when you by the time you get home, it's just I'm home body sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm back to. Oh, I'm free. Mm-hmm. But you're not. And it's important that um, that conversation takes place in your marital bed. Like you know, you guys sit down and have deep conversation. There's nothing that we shouldn't be able to share in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Or in our marriages. Um, and what I do believe that is going to help um, those who are are married or in a situation where it's you're pivoting (laughs) like you know It's like okay uh you got three kids it's been 12 years you want to spark that fire back up again yeah you have to be able to look at her as the you know this is the woman i met 12 years ago i gotta go put in some some effort into that dating area you know or i gotta put some effort into showing up and Uh, Man, I picked up my clothes. I did my laundry. I, you know, I I washed the dishes. Mm -hmm. The things that we want to be macho about, we got to get out of that because that's from the 70s. That's from the 80s. We're living in a generation where we got to be able to go in the paint with our wives and do whatever is necessary for the household Mm -hmm. because we live here, Mm -hmm. not just she. You know, we both work, not just you. (laughs) You know, The, the, the mindset has to be on we, heavy on we, less on i Mm -hmm. and a lot of people get stuck on the I. but you know i clean my side no it is our bed it is our house it is our you know items that we own so you gotta be heavy on we
0: oh i like that i like that oh my goodness all right so we had one more question one more question for the relationship conversation um and it was about accounts business not business accounts but um bank accounts joint bank accounts personal bank accounts that you owe your granny and them always told you to have a little something, something put to the back and everything like that and i guess people are interested in knowing how we do it how we've done it and all of that good stuff so could you wrap that up in a few minutes for us
1: um When it comes to accounts, I always, um, I believe that, like like I said about we, it has to be united. I, I know there's some people who are like, well, I get my check, it's my check, you get your check, it's your check, you get your little spending money, it's your spending money. Don't talk to me about what I'm doing. Don't talk to me about them seven Amazon boxes that show up. (laughs) <laughs> i know there's you know, i know i'm just i'm speaking to myself <laughs> but <laughs> there's those moments you know at first i'm like well babe where where'd this come from mm-hmm. and you're like i don't know it just popped up and there's moments where you're like yo where'd you go <laughs> and I'm like, i don't know i just went but i feel like those small details of dishonesty or, you know, not being able to be united, the enemy still uses it to divide. Yeah. The enemy still uses it to separate what you guys have put together, even in finances. If we put our finances together and we call it we, our finances, or, you know, our business account, what happens is that we start growing in power, heavy on we, and building for us rather than building for our individual Mm -hmm. selves. Or thinking of, like, man, if something bad happened, like, I'm, I'm going to dip out on this because I put my little nest egg Mm -hmm. in case she act up like this, in case he act up like this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's selfish too Mm -hmm. because there's so many needs for um, each other. Like, you know, I love uh, when Patrice randomly shows up. He's like, I went to shop for myself, but I got something back for you. (laughs) Like it was my self-care trip. It was for me. Mm -hmm. I went to get my nails did, but here you go. And I believe there's sometimes where I do the same for her and what happens is that we become so enamored with us and loving on each other that nobody feels left behind. Mm. Nobody feels like, man, like you couldn't have thought about like the very need that I've been talking about for months. Mm. And then the, the, the small fractions of division start showing up. Like, why do you need that? You don't even need, like, we uh, we got a whole baby. We got a whole situation going on. Why do you need that of all things? You couldn't think about him. You Like, there, there's so many things that could come out of just not having the same vision, not having the same brand idea, not having the same walk, same talk with each other. It, because everybody thinks different. Well, I thought, babe, that that, you know, like, if I help myself and got my thing, like, it'll help me feel better. Will help, which in return helps you feel better, and everybody's good. No, we have to be considerate of one another, like you know, because if I think of her first and she thinks of me first, it becomes a lot more of a healthy relationship because it's our money. If if we lose something, we lose something. Not she loses something. It affects both of us. So I think the the concept of what you know, what's yours is mine's is always gonna be right. I don't care in what area, um, and it 's a blessing to to give anything to my wife it 's a blessing to to think of her first in in, in any area because i 'm thinking of myself like you we are one <laughs> when I think of her i 'm thinking of myself when I think of my son like it 's nothing like mm-hmm. I used to be so like quick to like when it 's to purchase stuff for myself, mm-hmm. I used to be so tight on that wallet I mean gripping that wallet i mean tight tight mm-hmm. with my money. Mm-hmm but let it be something for my wife. How much what how we got to pay for it? Mm-hmm. You know, where do I where do I put my credit card? Where do I put my debit card? Where do I put my money at? Mm-hmm. Now when it comes to my 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 son, it's like how many of these things can we get? <laughs> it, 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 the question goes out the window mm-hmm. on you know, like whether it should be bought. Then what happens in return, you start doing the same thing for yourself like why not? Let me get that. Mm-hmm. I'll rock that. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Because the we. Like, nah, I'm not going to have something more expensive than my wife. Like, we both going to pull up. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my my son is not going to. I'm not going to have these J's, and he's not going to have J's on. We both going to have it. Mm-hmm. So just back on the same thing. You got to be heavy on we and, and 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 understand that there's seasons. Make, make it a team effort.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Come on. You know I like when you talk like that. Y'all, Tweety is actively trying to have another baby, so um, I need y'all to be in prayer because of, uh, when he does stuff like that, you know, it, it makes it makes my my mind change a little bit. But anyway, um, no, seriously. Um, for the for the question that was like, you know, we're engaged. Should we have the same bank account? Should I have my own? Should I not? All right. I'm not going to tell you whether you should or shouldn't do anything, but I'm going to tell you that when you get in this thing, there's nothing that you don't do that doesn't affect y'all. So pray about it with your spouse. Uh, Make sure that's a y'all decision, not a you decision, not a him decision. Um, And definitely um, know that there's no there's you can avoid a lot of ego conversations because like ego and marriage just don't go they do not go together there's no little big me and little you like there's no none of that like if you come in here with oh i make more oh you make less oh you do this oh i do that blah 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 and it's just like this ego just 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 turf war you are going to be miserable in your marriage you're gonna be miserable. You're gonna feel good for those few little seconds that you spat that out your mouth and you said that and you belittled who the other person and then you're gonna be like, Man, but I need you.
1: Because I, I got something to add to that. Go ahead. Okay, so you see how you're able to work in your marriage as we? And you're able to apply all these things of like, you know, I'm thinking of my wife first, she's thinking of me first. We're understanding our strengths and weaknesses. Guess what? If you are, if if you happen to be in business with each other, it will work the same way. Same the harmonious agreement that will happen within your marriage will transfer to your business. Mm-hmm. Even if you're single, if you have peaceable relationships with people in your personal life, yep, yep. it transfers directly to your business. Mm-hmm. And people not only will um want to be around you, there's like a certain aura when you walk in you're like, hey, we, we mesh already. Mm-hmm. We make sense. Mm-hmm. Let's do business together. Mm-hmm. And then there's a certain kind of aura when it's like, yo, that's messy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to do business with you. I don't know if I want to be around you as a couple. Not because you're not a good person, but because what's on you tends to always come out Mm -hmm. at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go home with it. I'm sorry. I got too much peace to be walking around with your problems and my problems. I got too much, you know, uh, uh, love in my household to bring any hatred or discord based off of what you think is right or wrong for your household. Mm-hmm. So I even like when the Bible says, as for me in my household, we never ask ourselves, who was he talking to? Mm-hmm. He was talking to a whole nation like y'all could do whatever y'all want. That's on y'all. That's on y'all. But as for me in my household, these are the things that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we surround ourselves with toxicity, we end up becoming the very same poison we end up becoming the very same things that we dislike because those conversations of you do that and I do this and separation, they come from those small individual, you know, conversations, either wives together or husbands together, you know, Mm -hmm. Hey man, you know, she got you strapped up, man. You can't leave the house. Then for the wives, it could be like, man, like, you know, look what I got and look what you don't got. Mm -hmm. And then you go home with that same mindset of like, dang, My husband ain't doing X, Y, and Z when it's really this person just putting on a front for you so that you can not look at the actual problems. So the help that you need, I come with straightening. Yeah, I'm 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 coming with straightening for all of us. Is that at the end of the day, you gotta be able to be held accountable to your family. As a husband, even as a wife, you have to be held accountable. What other people are doing, I don't care if they're on TV, I don't care if they're on YouTube and talking about, look at my mansion, look how happy I am, look at me smiling. You don't know what's in that closet, but you trying to put on the clothes. Worry about what's yours. Be happy about your victory. Be happy about who you got on your side. Man, you better never, ever, ever, ever dap up or big up somebody more than the person you got. Man. Especially Man. in front of them, Man. especially behind them. Man. Yeah. You got to be able to be like I got I got the best woman in the world. Mm. And I I mean that because I believe that it's true. It's not a lie, it's not an opinion, it's a fact. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get caught up in like if I could just shape you like this. Mm-hmm. If I could make you look like this person. Why don't
0: you dress like that person? Right. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you talk like that? Yeah. Why
1: don't you get up and do this and do that? Yeah. And then you end up creating discord on on somebody else who had no problem with you. Right, right, right. <laughs> or you end up just separating yourself from the people because in your mind you're thinking that oh man like they doing better no you're doing great too I want you to know you're doing great but you busy you know we like to put out pull out what they call a measuring stick Mm -hmm. (laughs) pull it out how far am I from that person Mm -hmm. and that tells me whether I should be happy or not Mm -hmm. that tells me whether I I have a successful business or not Mm -hmm. when really It ain't even your battle to be worrying about those things. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm only passionate about this because I really want people to be original. I want them to be free from uh, the comparison and contrast. I have a shirt that, you know, says, I complete, I don't compete. Mm -hmm. The reason why that popped in my head in like 2018, 19 is that a lot of people are out here trying to compete with each other, but are in the same room. Mm -hmm are so tight with each other that you know like you you they really don't understand that they're not completing anything Mm -hmm. you're competing against each other there's no peace there Mm -hmm. you're at war You're enemies Mm -hmm. and i just want to be honest and transparent and say let that thing go Mm -hmm. truly find inner peace (laughs) and that could be found from christ amen and amen that's it pj
0: <laughs> All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and close out strong with adding of text, y'all. Y'all know that we go ahead and build you up. All right, that you have all of these things that you need to pay for. But we're gonna go ahead and add a little tax because that is what you came here for. You came for something, but we added a little bit more. You thought you was checking out with that shirt that was $29.99, but you ended up paying $40. You don't know how it happened, and this is how it happened. All right, so this is our part of the podcast where we add a little wisdom, a little free game, a little extra love for you to take home with you and carry on through the week. So I'm gonna go ahead and start and say, Love yourself. Love what God has created in you. Um, I love what Tweety said. I love everything he said, because that, that conversation right there is going to free a lot of people. When you sit up here and you really just count your wins and your victories and the things that you've been able to accomplish, but not only that, but what God has put inside of you, the things that are yet to come. Maybe you feel like this wasn't a winning season for you. Maybe you feel like I didn't come out on top and everybody knows my name, you know, but at the same time, look at what God has put you through look at the lessons that you're acquiring, look at the, look at all of the connections you've made, look at the, the great things that people have to say about you, look at the gifts that God has given you, sharpen those tools, nobody at all should be the focus of, um, of, you shouldn't put your focus on anybody else but yourself not to be selfish but to sharpen the things that you have so that you could better serve other people because that's what we're here for so love yourself take this opportunity to just be like you know what i've done something dope i'm here
1: i love that you're a good cop today i'll be bad cop i'll continue okay (laughs) um i posted this on twitter but i wanted to like Unwind on it a little bit more, just for this last part. By the way, follow me: slept on tweet, Twitter, Instagram. Follow uh, my wife at the Faith Boss Instagram, Twitter as well.
0: And follow Hustleblends, H-U-S-T-L-E-B-L-E-N-D-Z. Hustleblends.
1: Yes, sir. Um, so what I posted was: people will diminish what they haven't accomplished. You have to carry on. Um, which goes back to the last episode of carrying, care, learning what to carry and what not to carry. And sometimes we carry so much, I'm gonna show them, I'm a to I'm gonna that I'm still big dog. You know, I got, you know, like I, I'm the one. They mess with the right one. And sometimes we don't realize why people act up towards us when we are just simply going about our days. So we're carrying on, we're putting our stuff out there. And why do people come at you? Okay. I believe in this last part, the most important thing you could do is learn what battle to pick and what not battle what battle to fight and what battle not to fight. Mm-hmm. And the battle you should always be fighting is to seeing the vision become, seeing the dream become the vision and the vision become exactly what God has said it to be. Um, and in this season, it's more important to stop fighting with people and their opinions of you and Talk about the facts, man! You came a long way. Mm-hmm. Look at where you were, and look at where you are. Even in your faith walk, even in your, your 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 business, even in your your life, look how far you've come. The only way people can stop you is to bring you back to where you were. Mm-hmm. So, in order to shift that, you got to know how to let it go. All right, they said that comment about it. They knew what they were gonna try to pull out of me. I'm gonna leave it right there. So when you leave it right there, you're not leaving you right there. You're leaving them right there, Mm -hmm. and you're pressing forward. That's it. Peace, and we are out.
0: Bye, guys.